You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Roxanne's here, but uh, welcome to the Weekly Mopcast, episode 28. I am home in Alabama in a different house, though. Uh, I am in, I have great company this time. Uh, if You may remember, uh, they're looking around like, like um, no, it's not you. I am joined by um, the Aaron and Aaron Porters. Oh, sounds, sounds like a bluegrass group, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not bluegrass at all. Oh. <laughs> old timey music, like like Oh Brother Where Out Thou. Oh, okay. Man of Constant Sorrow, those kind of things are kind of old timey. You know, the complete opposite <laughs> of, of wiggity whack. So just the regular kind. Right. Sure. <laughs> just a whack. <laughs> Nothing wiggity about it. Uh, uh, I'm happily. Uh, it's just so sad to have my, my guest host uh, this week here, uh, both both Aaron's. I get two for the price of one. It's great. Well, technically, you always have two because you have Aaron Prime. <laughs> I have Aaron Prime, right. So, technically, three. Like, I traded one. I got two. That's a pretty good deal. I think it's a great deal. You know, Aaron Prime could not come down to, 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 to Mama with me because, you know, family and job and stuff. He's got a daughter. And, right? <laughs> What's more important, a weekly mop cast or your child? The child, I won't lie. I'll, if I had kids, which God for that, that I don't, we'll never. This doesn't need a breed. It's a toss up for me. So, you know. My, my mother keeps saying, when is she going to have grandkids? And I'm like, I don't want to break her heart. I'm just like, maybe? <laughs> do, you know how, do, do, do you know how much they cost? I mean. Right? I'm not ready to share my toys. I'm just. We're. They'll open all of the packages. I don't want, I, see, I'm now in that open the package. I, I used as a collector, I used to not open things, and now I'm like, I want to open and play with. <laughs> I like. I saw today. Um, I was on. You ever been to Sideshow Collectibles? Yes. Sideshow Collectibles. If you're, you don't know, does these great. They call them models. They're glorified action figures. But this one six scale of this Tie Fighter pilot, he's two hundred bucks, and I'm like. Can I justify that in my life? And I'm trying to figure out, like, financially how I should be able to justify that. And I'm like, that is not what a responsible adult should do. Right. I have decided that I'm no longer a responsible adult, and I'm trying to save for this TIE Fighter pilot. Listen. Because he'll uh, look neat. <laughs> adulting is hard, and some of us are good at it. Most of us are not. Right. I need a guardian. I'm just going to need someone to be like, no. But you know, you guys are doing all right. You have a house and car, yeah. cars and stuff, and like yeah. that's awesome. And you've got some degrees now. Yeah, yeah, like uh, a black belt. And <laughs> no, no, no black belt, not yet. And and girl, Aaron practically flies or or climbs webs like a superhero. So I'm doing kickboxing. I might get a black belt one day. See, and craft maga. Eye gouging <laughs> is fun. Hold that thought. This week's episode is brought to you by Becca Doodles. 
Becca-doodles.com. <laughs> uh, you can listen to the ad now. Becca-doodles.com, the art of cute. Beck Seashoals is a cartoonist, illustrator, author, and crafter who has a variety of adorkable art. Beck has drawn sketch cards for Lucasfilm, DC Comics, Mars Attacks, and now she has art for you. From her shop, you can find precious versions of your favorite characters from science fiction, fantasy, and superheroes, as well as her very own cast of charming critters. Get prints, stickers, wrapping paper, stationery, and more. BeccaDoodles.com, the art of cute. Be sure to check out her Etsy shop. Uh, she's got some great stuff. Uh, plus our, our website, BeccaDoodles.com. Um, so, uh, the art of cute. By the way, eye gouging is fun. Yes. In theory. I haven't done it in for real. Thank God. Because I would eyes. be her test subject. And uh, I'm, I'm good. I need my eyes, it turns out. I mean, yeah, because you know, posted. You need to see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I need to be ungouged, turns out. Nah. You don't need to see anything. Yeah, she'll learn stuff in Krav Maga. And she's like, oh, check this out. Here's Who's teaching Krav Maga in Mobile? ATR Martial Arts. Oh, okay. They have kickboxing and they have Krav Maga. Is it taught by an Israeli? No. Not real Krav Maga. His name is Alan. Yeah, his name is Alan the Israeli. <laughs> Goldstein? <laughs> Hershowitz? Modest Yahoo? <laughs> I saw the June names, but no. It's just weird when you punch. You have to yell, Oi, <laughs> Oi, 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 my thought in that was be kickboxing is more for the legs. <laughs> but, I, but I don't know anything about it because the only kickboxing I know is from that John Claude Van Damme movie. So I imagine you at the end of this will will have to like tr- you know stick your hand in glue and glass and fight a dude. Yeah, that, that's how you get your next level armband. Oh, oh, oh see, now we know. Yes. I just did the kickboxer reference because it was. Like, totally on, like, either Reels or Sundance, one of those channels this past week. And I was like, I've not seen this in, since I was a kid. Does it hold up? <laughs> Which is a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Does it hold up? So, I may do a whole series of Chunk on Van Kent Dan movies. Actually, I mean, you just need to do two, three. Time Cop. Time Cop's a classic. You've seen Time Cop. Mm-hmm. Time Cop. Time Cop's a classic. I'm, I'm being quiet because both of you agree that Time Cop is a classic. And uh, <laughs> not a fan of Time Cop. Uh, listen, uh, much like the Supreme Court, there's always going to be a dissenting opinion. That's and, fine. Uh, it's Scalia. Whatever you want. <laughs> listen, you guys believe what you want. All this hudgery pudgery of uh, Time Cop being a. Uh, hey, if a my classic. Time Cops want to marry. That's fine. <laughs> If you're John Claude Van Damme, wants to marry your Steven Seagal, that's okay. Then who should stop it? Right, and you know what? They both should get hair care too. Beautiful <laughs> man loves, and they will beat the crap out of anyone who says no. Well, maybe twenty years ago, yeah. Steven's kind of my size now. I don't know. John Claude Van Damme still looks pretty. Yeah, he's kind of beat. Have you seen Steven Seagal lately? No. There was a picture of him on Instagram or Twitter um, about a week ago. He did a. 
a martial arts seminar somewhere in Russia. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude now. Like not like, not like big like not, not like built like he's yeah. like Buffing. right. He's like you know Big Mac big. <laughs> He still got the knowledge. <laughs> I, I know. He's just a little slower now. Just Wasn't it him that went, he was like a cop or something? Yeah, there was a, for a while? he was an A&E series. Yeah. He was a sheriff's deputy or something. That's um, got to be weird if you get pulled over by him, right? <laughs> I don't like, think he's pulling people over. Hey, what's you doing? You've been doing five miles hey, of the speed limit. Hey, you were, you were speeding back there. Get out of the car. Am I going to get roundhouse kicked? What's uh, what's yes. what's coming up here? Starting my next film, Breaking the Law, because all his titles had three, you know, words, you know. Yeah. Some Under Siege, but Under Siege Two did. That's technically true. But it also had a tagline, and I don't remember what it was. This Under Siege Harder. <laughs> Under Siege is not a bad film. No. Uh, filmed in Mobile. I, that I did not know. Yeah, most of it was filmed on the USS Alabama. Oh, fantastic! And part of it was filmed on the drum. Um, the submarine that's with the U.S. Oh, cool. For those who are not from the Alabama area, we have our own parked battleship in the bay. The USS Alabama was a World War II ship, and yeah. we have a submarine that goes with it, the USS Drum, and it's a museum, and it's been, I don't, it's been used from, I never released that movie, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. It's been um, used for a couple movies. So that's cool. So, yeah. um, I don't know if they're using it for Annapolis, the, the uh, Nicholas Cage is back in town. Back in Mobile. Back in Mobile for his second or third film? Uh, second. Uh, second. Rage. One of them was a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. I wish I tried to watch. Which one? The Prince. Oh, okay. I, I can't get through it. <laughs> it okay. is atrocious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have, you, have you seen it? No. I, refuse, I, it, I can't. I can't do it. Well, you know, I think it's great that mm-hmm. Alabama, especially this part of Alabama, is getting some film life and it's great and... You know, being in West Virginia, it's cool to see. Like, I enjoyed Rage. Um, it's a ridiculous movie, too. A.K.A. Tokarev. Yeah. Tokarev. But it, have you seen it? No. It's also a ridiculous movie. And it, it's, it, it has third act problems like no one believes. It's like, oh, and this is the reason why. But it's okay. It, you know, it's, you know, you know it's, it's, it's fun. What I liked about it was that they make downtown Mobile look Way bigger than it is. You know, they're driving nice. down streets that they just connect in editing. Yeah. Like, no, those streets are nowhere near each other. And it's just like, Nicolas Cage can't drive that physically. And I like that kind of stuff. I also like seeing my friends. I have friends in it. Uh, Ron, Ron Goldman is in there. Yeah, Ron Goldman, and... who in there a lot, who I don't know really well, but I do know. Uh, I, he was in uh, Improv Comedy Underground with me. Oh, that's cool. Oddly enough, he's also our lawyer. <laughs> uh, so... You know, um, and then Nathan Smith. Nathan Smith, who who uh, if you guys uh, would like to listen to his did uh, did the second Mobcast Raw with us um, the last time with him for Christmas. Cool. He, he was he was on that and talked about his experience with with that and on American Horror Story. So yeah, and so he's in it when, and you get to see him a lot. But I, what was fun for me was I have a guy I, I have done some acting with Mark Swally, mm-hmm. who was playing a reporter and. I, I really need to get Mark to really tell the story. Before I understand, he said some lines that they liked. So he got a pay bump because he... And so he's on camera. He gets to speak. Also in that scene is our, our, our friend Stephanie Ward, who's now, because of editing, can only see the back of her head. Like <laughs> She's like, oh, there's Stephanie's head. <laughs> All of Mark's Wally. And so I, I thought that was funny. But life of uh, uh, filmmaking, I suppose. Yeah. You end up on the cutting room floor. But um, The Prince, on the other hand, is atrocious. 
And it sh- uh, all of it should have ended up on the cutting room floor? Oh, God. It's just like, I tried really hard. It's just bad. Like, it's... Uh, it's Jason Patrick tries to do Taken. Yeah. And here's my problem. So his daughter goes missing um, because she hooks up with some drug dealer. She's in college. And she's like, she Skypes him every day. And, you know, apparently, like, there's a time where she doesn't Skype him. Or yeah, it's a sweet moment in the beginning where they're Skyping. He's like, oh, look at that. And then it goes south from there. And so he does the good dad thing. I'm going to go look for my daughter because I have a certain set of skills. I'm going to. a particular set of skills. <laughs> and apparently, he's like Liam Neeson was. He's some sort of assassin ninja guy. And. Which I don't believe Jason Patrick would ever be, but that's that's okay. I mean, sure. I mean, the only thing I know Jason Patrick from really is Lost Boys, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I love that movie. It's a great movie, <laughs> and he's good in it. But you know, he's the older brother uh, that turns into the vampire. You're like, I don't see you as an assassin. His it, mouth is too pouty. You're like, right, hip '80s vampire. <laughs> I got you, and I know as an actor you want to grow, but I'm like, man, <laughs> sometimes you just stick with what you know, but. Be a, be, a, be a hip 80s vampire. Here's what bothered me about this film. Everyone he met, every bar he went, and he went to a lot of mobile bars looking for, were, were just awful to him. Like, like were the, the, the crappiest people you could ever meet. It was like, he went up to, like, I if, if someone was missing in my life and I went to a bar with her picture, I could be like, to the bartender, hey, have you seen this girl? And they were like, oh my God, no, sure, she was here last week. No, this lady was like, you have to buy a beer first. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Where is that world? And I don't want to live there. I'm just Apparently it's Mobile, Alabama. Come on down and visit. Everybody. If you're looking for your child, we'll make and, you buy something. And then they end up in New Orleans, which is still Mobile. And it's just, oh, it's just, I, I don't know how it ended. Bruce uh, Willis is in it, and he's a mob boss, which doesn't make sense. It has some Asian guy hanging out with him. I'm like, none of this makes sense. <laughs> Uh, my favorite mobile on film moment was watching uh, the show Leverage, uh, which used to be on TNT. Right. And well, they know drama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, sitting there watching, and uh, it was like in the middle of an episode, there's B-roll, and it's the government plaza building. <laughs> and I was just like, that building looks so... Fr- Wait a second. And then like, and it was shot from a helicopter, so they're doing like this... Like panning shot around it, and I was like, "There's the tower! Holy crap, that's Mobile!" <laughs> and by stock footage, yeah. Mobile. And I was, I was like, "Wow!" And it was supposed to be some uh, high tech, uh, <laughs> like uh, technology. Hey, we high tech down here. We got boats. Hostels <laughs> building some sort of navy's ninja. St- I don't know what they're doing, but it, it's it was like it was like a high tech uh, like tech firm building, and I was like, okay. Uh, that's weird. It's just like, it's like one of those things where you just go, well, this just this just killed the the you know the, the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Other favorite mobile moments. Um, you ever seen Stone Cold? Uh, the wrestler. Yes. No, no, the movie. <laughs> which, I, which I'm hoping that he got the name. You know, Steve Austin was like, I like Stone Cold the movie, and I named myself after that. So I no, it was Brian Bosworth and uh, Lance Hankerson, who is Bishop from Aliens. Be like Brian Bosworth. Give me a hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got a can. Whatever. <laughs> Not a wrestling guy, but there's a lot of po- uh, these podcasts that actually have a lot of wrestling on them. So, because, you know, the other, something about Aaron's, they gravitate to wrestling. I don't, she likes wrestling I like too. NXT better. 
We'll get there. What is NXT? <laughs> oh my god, they're so good. That's, that's where they're, they're training grounds for WWE. Yes. So all the new talent is there. So it's like the American Idol of WWE? There's no, nah, no, it's more like... Uh, <laughs> well, there should that's, be. That's tough enough, uh, actually, they just launched. Uh, no, oh, NXT, there is an American yeah, the, uh, NXT is their developmental system. Vince McMahon is a so, genius. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is run by... Um, Triple H. Triple H. A.K.A. Paul Levesque. Why is it called uh, Triple H? Uh, because his wrestling name was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, Triple H. That's yep. what I was trying to... There you go. I saw the King tr- of Kings. I was watching VH1 um, this past week, and I, um, it was the first time The Rock had posted. So it was man... Uh, had Rock there, but they had Vince McMahon and Triple H mm-hmm. and the big show, the big guy. Yep. Right? Yep. And, um, Still wrestling. No, the big guy is a different one. No, that's right back. That's right back. <laughs> <That's right back. laughs> and then... Um, 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 Mankind. Um, was Foley? It? Nick Foley. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so they were all trying to figure out how they were going to beat up the rock in the monologue. And it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird moment and mixing that, those two together. Like like mid-90s SNL and mid-90s wrestling was like... At that point, man, you know, <laughs> it's weird looking back, but it, it, right around that time, wrestling was huge. I remember. It was everywhere, and it was like if you weren't watching... Uh, Monday Night Raw or you know Monday Nitro, you were out of the loop and you weren't one of the cool kids. And now, I was never one of the cool kids. There you go. And now, and that brings us to here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys watched it. You apparently were kid, cool kids. Yep. Uh, I actually, my parents. It's weird. It's it's weird the uh, way parents can like subtly guide you towards or away from things. Right. Um, I was very much into wrestling. The Attitude Era started. I was still very much into wrestling. And then, for some reason, Monday nights, we always had something else to watch. So the TV, because at that point we only had one, um, uh, was always on something else. And I could never get control of the TV. So I just never got to really watch it. Like, I would catch it here and there and ask people what was going on. But it was, and I just kind of lost it for a while and then probably late high school early college i was like hey wrestling that's a thing i used to like that a lot let me watch this again and got to catch like the just the end of the of when it was really popular and now it's kind of building back up it's all right nice. right so. I mean, um like i said vince is a genius he knows how to rebrand and remarket whatever he needs to do it's mainly at this point i'll be honest with you vince has kind of lost touch and it's mainly triple h and stephanie uh, McMahon that are like you can tell they are ready to take over the company and because everything they 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 go hey we're gonna do this okay uh-huh is my character I'm an outsider to this yes and so my question is that is that really true or is that the persona they they put because I know Vince is a character uh, as of himself on this so is he is is really Vince McMahon's lost touch, or is the character Vince McMahon's lost touch? Or, I mean, it's if you read the dirt sheets, which is you know the behind the scenes stuff. Um, Vince McMahon has has don't read those. She doesn't. She's uh, shaking her head. <laughs> no, she gets to listen to me uh, talk about him for. He, he hours. gives me a breakdown. So yep. Oh, that's um, great. <laughs> See, that's how couples should work. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't uh, really want to do this, but I'm kind of curious about it. So you. <laughs> You go find out all of the nitty gritty and then give me like a report later. <laughs> yeah, it has Please to be pre- double spaced <laughs> and I have to cite sources. It's a pain. 
Whatever, you do your announcer voice and like tell me all of them. That's true. <laughs> oh, please, uh, please let me hear the announcer <laughs> voice. No, she's, she's talking about the voice I use when I really get into something, and I'm just like, so you... And then Vince McMahon does this, and it's just Oh, that's crap. not the voice. No, <laughs> he's like serious. I am serious. Serious. <laughs> But no, no, that's no, great. But yeah, Vince, uh, but yeah, Vince McMahon. If you read the if you read the dirt sheets, Vince, Vince McMahon gets kind of like he keeps trying to go back to what worked like in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's a different time. And Triple H, who's been running NXT, and NXT's product has gotten is superior right now to the main WWE product in terms of storytelling and action. And granted, they're only working on one hour a week as opposed to three hours on Raw and then two hours on SmackDown, so it's a little easier. Right. But you can sit down and watch NXT and you go, this is great, there are women's wrestling. There's women's wrestling that doesn't suck and they're actually telling stories as opposed to the women's wrestling on Raw where it's like, this week, you're a good person and you're going to fight this bad person. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. The next week, this good person's going to come out and they're going to face you who was a good person last week, but this week you're a bad person. And it's just like... I'm confused. Yeah, and it's like and, and it's like they were just like, oh, well, the, the crowd will just figure it out. And it's like, no. no, man, the crowd... They ruined the Bellas. Like, they were so angry with each other. And I was like, oh, drama, lady drama. And then all of a sudden, no, we're a team again. We're together. We're yeah. united. We're sisters. And so, like, you told her you wish you right. died in the womb. All right. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. I'm gonna put this out there now. Okay. You two should totally do a wrestling podcast for the network. <laughs> I'm serious. That's because because we at the Mobcast Network celebrate fandom. I don't have a wrestling show in the network. That's I, true. And and there's so many wrestling podcasts though. It doesn't matter. There's so many podcasts like this. Yeah, but that podcast doesn't have you know you. <laughs> well, where's the Scotty White in my other podcast? Exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'm that great. I just you know. But that's what's great about the internet. I mean, it's great great about what we do here is the fact it doesn't. I don't care if me and my friend Ethan Young do, and, and my friend Carter Maynard, we do a Star Wars Rebels podcast. Yep. I know there's four others, and they're great shows, but we still do it because we want to talk about it. That's true. And I mean, the, those people will not have the same opinions that I have. You show what there's a million wrestling. You should totally do it. I'm serious. Talk about my NXT divas. You do whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> the last kicker, Becky Lynch. What? She's steampunk. Sweet. I bet you could Skype people in too, especially. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Or have Larry over who what we watch Monday Night Raw every oh. Monday night. Yeah, seriously. Come on, you've done a wrestling segment for us when um the WrestleMania the WrestleMania yeah. controversy happened that I totally did not understand and even no offense after you explained it, like <laughs> still don't understand why people are mad because why weren't you angry too, Scotty? <laughs> I yeah. was like I, because I it's not my thing. I, uh, well, Scotty, it's, it's been real. I'm, I'm out. Exactly leaving. That's weird. Well, at least I have another Aaron here. So no, I'm shocked. We're not talking right now. <laughs> it's a lonely podcast with just me. <laughs> Alright, I'll come back. Yeah, but I, yeah, and but, you know, it's it's not my thing. But yeah, um, it's it's cool that people out there love like you guys. I think it's great. Um, and I've watched it. I mean, I'm I, my wrestling days were like old school. Like I remember when the Ultimate Warrior and and Undertaker were wrestling each other. <laughs> Yeah, when Undertaker was like a little kid, <laughs> I remember <laughs> I Razor a little, and Razor was... Ramon, and uh, 
<laughs> right, old school. I there mean, you go. Ray even, Ramon, Shawn Michaels, and I remember I even go back earlier, like Hexall Ding, Tim Duggan, oh. and uh, the Legion of Doom, yes. and uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Big, uh, uh, the cop guy, Big Bad, Big Boss Man, Big Boss Man, mm-hmm. and um, the Million Dollar Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar, Dollar Man. Man, right? And so I remember, like, that and was it, my and, era of wrestling. Was was that? And that stuff, I was, I loved it. I uh, I don't remember where we were going one night, but I was talking about old wrestling, and I just started naming off people, and then it became a thing where it was like, how many people can I name off? <laughs> and I was amazed at what all I could remember, like just stupid tag teams that lasted like three months. Uh, oh, yeah, they were a thing, and then this happened, and then they did that, and... But I mean, when so I you're kind of like a rain man of wrestling names. <laughs> yes. There are people. Listen, uh, when I went to WrestleMania in New Orleans with uh, D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage, uh, we met some guys that they apparently knew, um, and you know, I thought, oh man, I, I've got strong wrestling knowledge. You know, I know, I know all kinds of stuff. I met a group of guys that put me to shame. These guys, they were like. Can you name the last 18 U.S. title holders? And I went, I could probably name the last three U.S. title holders. And I and I named them, and they were like, actually, you named uh, the last one, the, the one before that. There was one in between there, and then, the, and then you were there. And then they just, this list, and I just went, I'm impressed, but at the same time, how do you know that? Like, and they I, just knew stuff, just all, all of it. They see, knew all of it. I think that's what my role is on the Star Wars Rebels podcast is, is, is that for Star Wars because I, the reason why I understand the fandom for wrestling is because I have the same thing. For me, when I was born in '77, the year the movie came out, you just couldn't escape it. Right. There's, it's just like ingrained in my DNA just because of the way it changed pop culture, and I was, you know. I was still forming human beings, so it was all kind of put together at one time. So, you know, I'll name stuff, and and, and just, but the same way, and I yeah. feel you know, it's it's it, and um, also we did a whole bit with him doing GI Joe the movie. I was naming as many GI Joes I could, like Rain Man. It was just you know, the way pop culture, especially '80s pop culture. And I think that's the reason why I remember all the wrestlers, yeah. because in the '80s have to be the most unique time to be a child because of the way they marketed things to children. Yep. Um, I learned I learned this that I found interesting. I was listening to another podcast that, that about that I listened to uh, uh, the Saturday morning. I think Saturday morning cartoons. I think it's what it's called. If not forgive me. I will post a link at the bottom of this because it's a great podcast. But this guy goes and he skypes in all these famous voices and stuff, which is I think is awesome. He's somewhere out in the Midwest, and he just anyway. But he had some GI Joe people on, and they were talking about how. The way the regulations worked, you couldn't advertise your toys on your show. So what Hasbro did was they just had two shows. Yeah. So so Transformers would be advertised on GI Joe and yep. GI Joe would be advertised on Transformers. And yep. I'm like, I never realized it as a kid, but that's why I know that stuff because you know that was my latch key babysitter. Be pop me in front of the TV for three hours after school, and you know, yeah. And and so I have this weird recall knowledge about. My brain's warped that way. So I can understand why, you know, they can name the 18 U.S. title holders. Look at me! I'm trying to remember something. (laughs) I'm working hard. Um, So, I I mean, 
Now the thing is, if if they're they're gracious and awesome about it, or they were like, you don't know that you're not a true fan. No, they were they they were pretty okay with it, but it was one of those things where it was like, oh hey, this guy this guy knows a bunch of knowledge. They're like, oh really? And then they, uh, see, then, then they dropped it on me, and I was just like, oh yeah, I ain't that. I, I'm not in that school. Uh, I was like, hey, I get it. You guys are. I'm impressed. I'm glad they love something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, uh, fandom's an awesome thing because everybody's a fan of something. Right. Um, and I think that that's something that gets lost a lot in, um, uh, especially kind of today's day and age, where we do celebrate fandom. You know, we were talking before the podcast that nerd and geek has kind of been turned into fan, you know. Right. I mean, I know that's that's one of my goals with the network, why nerd and geek and, 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 and those are, are prideful words. Now, they, they've had some hateful connotations, yeah. and I'm glad what Chris Hardwick has done with the Nerdist has yes. picked up and, er- and has owned it and earned it. But that's his thing. Yeah. And so, you know, looking at what we do, and, you know, at first I was trying to figure out what our place in the Internet what was going to be. And, you know, we had an amount. We had this show, we had, we had this sports show, and then we had this video game show, and it was like, in the end, we're all celebrating fandom, and yep. that's that's what this network should be about. And see, and and I think that's awesome because because um, you're on the show, right? Well, that <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I just I suck up the gets you everywhere. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like you'll it's still crazy whenever um, you get online, and it's e- even within like for instance, gaming uh, like gaming culture. It's like if you're somebody who likes uh, fighting games. Like you get judged for for liking fighting games as opposed to liking first person shooters, or if like if you're somebody who loves Minecraft, it's like pff, Minecraft over there, and it's like yeah, but we're all gamers, right? You See? know, and I think uh, and I think you know if you expand out from there, like you know, folks were all up in arms because uh, ESPN two or eight, the Ocho, whatever. Uh, showed some uh, oh, competitive gaming. Yeah, League of Legends, wasn't it? Uh, it was Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm, one of those. Uh, and they... Uh, uh, see, that was Colin Cowherd who was complaining about that. And that guy's... Uh, I'm over him. I'm like, not saying he's not. He's an idiot. I'm not saying... I used to... I'll be honest with you. I used to love to listen to Colin Cowherd because he used to kind of... He, he would, wouldn't necessarily take a contrarian view. He would take a view and you'd go, okay, that makes sense. But now it's like he's gotten to the point where it's like, let me take the most controversial view possible because it gets people to get angry and they listen to my radio well, show. I mean, and I'm, a, like, I'm like, if that's the case, Look, let I'm me not be, listen to you. Let me be honest. I mean, I mean, um, you know, the truck justice thing happened to my, it was a real event, but mm-hmm. I have a network. I, you know, and I knew, and I, I segmented that out because I knew people would listen to it and people yep. did. Yep. I mean, I'm not. You know, I understand how this game is played. I yep. mean, I mean, it's just, it's just what it is. Controversy sells. I mean, you know, it, it does, and it gave us some listens, and that's great and all. And yeah. but I, you know, I'm trying to go. I, I'm curious about you're part of a gaming community anyway, uh-huh. and and you're also part of uh, uh, what Rooster Teeth has done. And what's great about what, one of the things that you do that I respect, I, I love, is that you do Posted. Yeah. Which is a, a show based on basically the. For, the the interesting thing that happens on the Rooster Teeth Masters board, you've kind of summed them up and do a, is it weekly? Uh, Most it, time it, it, it was weekly. Uh, we've moved it to every two weeks because of the, just it's just a lot. It's it's there's a lot going on, um, but it's also uh, you know we when we start off it was just covering the forums right, and 
that gave us some decent content, but there was, you know, I mean, you'd have some weeks you'd go and you'd look in the forums and you'd go, there's not really much to talk about here, you know, and so you would be really struggling to pull together two stories to talk about. So I said, you know, let's expand it to the community as a whole, because um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the community. Right. Um, you know, stuff like, um, uh, for instance, one of my one of my favorite uh, folks on the site, and she does streaming, uh, Lozelda. She uh, was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, everybody kind of rallied together, and we did. There was a big marathon uh, charity stream on Twitch for her that raised. Uh, thousands of dollars to help pay for her her cancer uh, stuff. That's awesome. Right, yeah, that's amazing. And, it's and, great about a community coming together, and that's what's great about our community as a whole. You know, you know, we're fans of everything, and yeah. you know, we we share something like we help each other out. Yeah, most of the time. And yeah. so, I think what I'm really getting at, what I'm really worth curious about. So we've talked about this in a couple of episodes, but how did how did GamerGate affect the, the boards? And you know, because because it's a it's it's amazing to me how I think the whole thing is silly. Yes. But it's amazing how devices it's become to, to to that community. I mean, there are some hardcore people who are on, on both sides of this. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you? I'm so I was I was just curious from from, yeah. from your point of view on that. I, I I look at it this way. It's just like politics. Right. You have uh, a handful of folks on this side that are very loud and very angry and very obnoxious. And you have a handful of folks on this side that are very loud, very angry, very obnoxious. And because they're so loud, because they're so obnoxious, and they're constantly fighting, and it's you're on this side or you're on that side, it makes it to where the community as a whole gets kind of painted in a bad light. Exactly. Um, and, in fact, uh, oddly enough, I actually responded to um, a blog today where... Uh, this person was talking about it was on femhype.com or blogspot.femhype.com, I think. Um, we need to post a link at the bottom yeah. this weekend. Uh, she was talking about the fact that there are a lot of games that are based on um, uh, uh, violence as, as being the main focus of the game. Uh, and she said that that was because of misogynistic reasons and, and, and whatnot. And, I read through her her blog, and she had some great points, and she had some points I disagreed with her on them because she made some just assumptions. You know, she said that gamers don't view games like Minecraft or Animal Crossing or um, Portal, I guess. You know, games like that, well, those aren't real games. I'm like, who's telling you that? So, yeah, I've heard that kind of stuff too, but my question is the same way. is like, who who's actually saying yeah. these things? What are quote-unquote real games? I mean... You know, to me, Halo is just... I mean, I like it, Yeah. but it's... It, I'm, not a, I'm not a run-and-gun type it's, guy. It's like it doesn't seem like it doesn't have much substance. For me, it's... My problem with Halo now... And I, I'm really bad at... A um, couple of reasons I hate Halo. I don't hate Halo. Let me... A couple of things. I think the villains in Halo are poorly designed. Yes. And so I don't... When I'm playing the one-player, the single-player... Yeah. I'm trying to get the lingo right. So when I'm playing single-player <laughs> campaign... I don't game much. When I play single-player campaign... I see my badass armored dude killing Muppets, right? The yeah. little, and it's like the Covenant doesn't seem like to me they got designed well, right? And so it's like you know uh, Bungie, right? Yes. And so Bungie was yeah, well, well, Bungie, 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 yeah. well, Bungie when they were designing it. Yeah. So it was like, well, um, Master Chief and the these guys look amazing. 
crap, we need to make a bad guy. Oh. Right. Yeah. This thing will squeal at you and giggle and just shoot it. And it's like, that, where is, there's a, once I, and, and, and honestly, if I just want to hate myself and yell at my six-year-olds, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll play online with, with the sound up. And, and there's, <laughs> and, and that's a reason, um, I don't, I actually enjoy some first-person shooters, but I don't, I, I don't play them online a lot because, as much as I would like to, because it's just, you get on there and it's this constant just, you know, oh, you noob, and just and just constant, just in your The community's ear. not very welcoming, it seems, in, in first-person shooters. It, and it depends on the game. Like, right. Battlefield 4 actually had a pretty good community for a long time. I haven't played Hardline. Um, so I, I can't I can't speak to that, but it's it's funny because like the longer a game is out, like when the game first comes out, it's awful, and then give it a few months, and then you'll have one of two one of two players in there. You'll have the ones who are jerks, and they know you know they're so leveled up, and they know all the little tricks of the trade, and you suck because you don't know this and whatever, and then you have everybody else, and those guys are usually pretty cool, and it's just. We're just playing a game, dude. It's like I got I got off work today, right? You know, uh, I got off work at six. I came home. I had dinner. I had to kick the cat, and now I'm gonna sit down and play. You know, uh, whatever, and just to veg out and and turn my brain off for a little bit. And you'll have a lot of those guys, but they're not because they're not loud. It just seems like well, oh, the gaming community. It's a bunch of jerks, and and you know that brings us back to the GamerGate thing. It's like. What were my thoughts on Gamergate? Uh, I think both sides had some valid points. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. And uh, I think if you follow just the the loudest voices in the room, you're probably going to be led astray. For, for someone who is in, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically to your community at Rooster Teeth, uh-huh. is, it, is it as divided there as nope. it seems everywhere else? Because, I, I mean, because it's... It, to me, how interesting how of this is, and someone has to do a paper of this because it's there's you're right there's there's some the truth is somewhere probably in the middle of this, yeah. and and but um, I mean I had to have one of the memory card radio guys I had him on the show to explain because I didn't, I mean I'm reading this stuff and like to me it sounds stupid it's like why is people hating on it doesn't make no sense and then he's yeah. like you know there's some weird journalism stuff happening and yes. this is I was like well that seems like that's always been happening and it's yeah. just like there's a lot I, I will say it's in video games crazy. journalism. There's a lot of very lazy journalism um, in terms of they wait for the press release to come to them from the company. Right. And then they go, okay, I'm going to take this paragraph and this paragraph. And I'm going to reword them. And, hey, guys, here's a story. And it's like, yeah. Um, but you also have that other half where you need to actually, like, dig in and go, hey, What's going on with this? And, uh, you know, one of the things that's actually from Rooster Teeth, uh, The No, uh, which is kind of their video game news channel, mm-hmm. uh, the guys from Funhouse uh, have been breaking some news uh, almost every Friday, it seems. Um, and they had a little controversy because they rolled some some stuff out and, uh, you know, a bunch of people said that's not possible and that's not true. And then folks at Microsoft said, yeah, that's not true. But there was, you know, a bunch of people got mad at them. And then the next week they launched something else and people were like, here they are again. And then they ended up being right on the second one. And people were like, oh. And it's like, yeah, they're actually doing investigative stuff. Like they have sources within companies that are anonymous coming to them going, hey, 
here's something you might want to know that's really interesting because they've been working with these folks before. Right, right. And so, you know, it's like, I can, if you're wrong on that information, I can understand that. But when you're right, it's like, hey, that's really cool. I feel like that's more journalism than going, well, here's a press release and here's all the good things they want right. us to say about the game. I'm like, that's not journalism so much as just... So, to... Yeah. From what you're saying, it's some, to, 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 to question that, what do yeah. you think is interesting? Is it twofold? The Is the community not as active at calling people out on that kind of stuff? Because it, the, cause say, that to me sounds safe. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how you have to do work. I can, whatever Microsoft sends me, I can just work, rework it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if it's, well, going, it's a Halo game, it's going to do, oh, you know, 8 out of 10 because it's a Halo game or whatever. Right. Without well, even having to play it. And one of the reasons why uh, you'll see uh, companies do that is because they can, if they do that, they'll continue to get stuff exclusive from that right. you know, from that company. Where like, if you where if you go and you uh, kind of screw them over, they shut you out. You know, yeah, it's kind of like, like you're not getting into that PR event. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's, and, and you know, well, that's up to that that company, and, and I, I get it. It's it's how the business is done. It's not the pretty side of the yeah. business. It's, 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 but and, I just, that, and that's an you know, I, I don't want to turn this all to like to yeah. that. But I, you know, but I was really curious. But I'm glad. I'm glad that community is not as divided as absolutely not. Now that's actually, um, you know, if you if you're ever looking for a good online community, um, it's it's a little intimidating at first. Yes. Uh, but once you kind of get in and you start interacting with folks. The Rooster Teeth community is great, and they it's it's very much you know uh, when things happen, you'll see the community change from being a Rooster Teeth community to a Rooster Teeth family. Um, back in February, uh, Monty Monty Ohm passed away, and he created Ruby, right? And he did a bunch of stuff for us. We, we talked about we actually talked about uh, his passing on a few episodes. Well, when it happens, uh, right? March, I think. Uh, no, it's February. February. It was. Uh, it was it was announced actually uh, the day of my birthday, oh, which was not uh, the best birthday gift. No, <laughs> um, but it was really interesting watching the community of thousands of people suddenly just kind of rally around each other, and then the folks who at Rooster Teeth, you know, rallying around them, saying, "Look, I know I'm thousands of miles away from you. If you need anything, right." Please call me, and That's then a good community. And yeah, it's great. Well, they've cultivated it. a good, good community, and they and they deserve everything they get. I'm a fan RTX of, is great. It's uh, a chance for us to uh, celebrate it, and we're actually we're both going to be guardians at RTX this year. Sweet, where's RTX at? Austin. Uh, Austin. Yep. Austin. It's very cool. Very, very cool. So you have to do a report. Yep. And let us know how, how that went. Absolutely. Um, other things to talk about. We have. Yeah, it's a good show. We have lots of things. Um, since we're on a sad note, I'm going to continue with a sad note for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a sad story to share. Hold on, I'm breaking out. Um, let me break out the violin. <laughs> All right, so I posted. Uh, uh, well, not in post. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just trying to plug Aaron shows me. Hey, I'll again. take it. Um, uh, I posted on Twitter yesterday that that I ha- I have. You can open the drink to make okay. the sound. All right, you're good. Shh, whatever. <laughs> the soda is crying with you, Scott. Right. Yeah. So I posted this this tag. Yeah, you know, I have. I have I has a sad because that's me and my friend Brandy. That's kind of our thing. Because I was feeling pretty low. So um, the day before, I'm, 
while I'm home, I'm house painting with my stepdad for, for cash. That's what I do. When, mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm in West Virginia, I'm a college student. Now here I'm doing the hand labor work. And so we have this elderly um, customer. And um, she had, uh, her husband died two years ago. He was a nice man. Longtime customers of ours. And she had two Jack Russell puppies. Mm-hmm. Not puppies, but dogs. But Jack Russell's a tiny, so they're always puppies. Yeah. They're they're getting up in years. And anyway, long story short, they both got sick and she oh, had to no. put them down. Oh, no. And so, right, these, so it just gets, the story gets worse. Um, so she called us to bury the dogs because she is in her 80s. She's, yeah. She, like, oh, they didn't need to be chevrons. So, and of course, we'll bury these dogs for her. And, that turned out to be the most difficult thing. And I've done a lot of jobs, the worst job I've ever done. I mean, I mean, yeah. worse as in emotionally totally. Oh, yeah, I'm glad absolutely. we were there to do this for her. So <laughs> we get out there, and she's got these poor dead dogs in these bags that she got from the vet. I guess the vet garbage bag. I don't know how it's done. Doggy yeah. body bags, right? Doggy body bags, and in the back of her truck, and. I'm thinking we're gonna get out of the hole. We're just we'll dig a hole, we'll put the bags in, and cover. Never has to see anything because I don't want to see the dead puppy. I, I right. Mean, I'm not. I, it's not like I had a relationship with the puppies, but I remember them when they were alive. So I don't yeah. want to see these inanimate puppies. But and originally she she had this giant plastic tub that she was gonna put them in, and so. I'm digging this hole with, with Ronnie, and we're, we're, and I'm like thinking about it really hard. And I, and I finally looked to her and I said, I don't want to be indelicate, but I don't think you want to put your dogs in this plastic bucket yeah, and bury the plastic bucket. And the reason why is because the plastic bucket is it's like Tupperware. Yeah. They're not... I hate to be indelicate about this story. But no, gonna, absolutely. They're not going to, you know, de- decompose. They're not going to decompose yeah. like like they're supposed to. They're not. They're not. They're not. And I was like, I, I don't mean to be indelicate, but you know, you know, I I, I think you would want a, a natural process for this. Yeah. And I don't think this will this will impede that it's not going to work. And she didn't think about that. She goes, you know, you know, I'm glad you were here. She's very religious, so she, you know, God brought you here to say this. To, you know, she and so and so, you know, whatever, whatever you believe, that's fine. But for that moment, I'm 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 that person for her. Right. So we decided we nixed the box in. Really realistically, I was worried about like fifty years later someone out there with the, the land and digging up and still see the Yeah. They're dog. like they're like, Oh guys, it's probably a time capsule. <laughs> and then they're it's like, like the oh, worst no. time capsule ever is these <laughs> dogs. Awful. <laughs> Back that to the sad awful. story. And so so I'm thinking, cool, we'll just dig the hole, because now we don't have to dig it. Because you want three feet for, because you don't want the, to yeah. also to be enough. Wildlife. Yeah, you don't want the wildlife to happen to, to yeah. do what they do. And so, and digging, I mean, this was a pretty big box to, and these are two Jack Russells. I mean, it was big enough to hold both Jack Russells in. Yeah. And um, so, I'm glad we didn't have to dig that. And so we get to the, the proper area, and she she started to cry, and I'm trying not to cry because I'm a big big pansy, and I'm hugging her, and you know it's all right, and the dogs are with. She's like they're with her husband, I'm like yeah, they're right there with her husband. You know, yeah. you you say those things. That's what you, yeah. you know, that's what she wants. That's what you do. 
And so she, and this is what breaks breaks my heart about this thing, is that she had gotten all their blankets, and she wanted them buried with their blankets twofold. She wanted them to have the blankets, and she never wanted to see the blankets again. Fair enough. And I'm like, okay, we'll bury them in the blankets, and then that meant we're gonna have to open these bags, take, up, take them out of the bags, the bags. and so and because she wanted them fa- kind of facing each other, so they could, they would always be together because they'd never been separated. So, <laughs> it comes down to how do you delicately roll a dog, a deceased animal, out of a plastic bag without being like, because yeah, I mean it's it's. It's still, it's still, it's a, it's, still, it's a still really a weird situation, right? And, it's like yeah, it's, it's, you don't want to touch it. There's that. There's also she's standing right because she wants to be yeah. a part of this process and she's crying and I'm like I don't want to be rude or indelicate to her yeah. situation or the memory of these dogs. I'm like how to carefully. He's just like shaking it and this little puppy goes boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right rolls uh, out. <laughs> I'm trying. That's my nightmare. Right, like, he's just, like oh my god. Right, okay. right. And so the first dog comes out and. That poor tongue is hanging out. Oh, no. And, you know, they've been dead for a couple hours, so Rigor had already said it's because these little yeah. s- stiff little animals and with the, and and then, um, but he was facing the wrong way she wanted, so we'd had to roll him over, which was good because the tongue goes now on the ground, so he looked like he was normal, like he was just, was eye was open, so he wasn't like he was asleep. You know, that <laughs> He's dog. watching you. <laughs> right, right. And so, don't, and so don't you mess this up. put me on my favorite blanket. You so don't mess this I, up. So, when, so we laid a blanket down, we put the, we rolled the one dog out, and then uh, I figured out that where the dog was positioned in the bag and rolled the other dog out, and then Ronnie was kind enough to touch the other dog and roll him over to where he needed to be. And Then she had this Bible <laughs> that she wanted to place with the dogs, which was her husband's Bible. What? Was no. One of her husband's Bible. Well, they were his dogs. Yeah, I know, but I so she wanted the Bible okay, with the, the, the dogs, and right. her, her dogs, her Bible. Yeah, you know, yeah. Her, true. The way she, you know, I, I'm who am I to judge how she wants to grieve this? But you have to understand this lady. I'm just, I'm just worried, like, like, you know, a year from now, she's like, I really regret burying that. Bible. I don't think so. I, I don't. I, for her, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, my thought first was like, dogs don't have religion. <laughs> Or can read or anything. Hey, all dogs go to heaven. If you've seen that movie, they don't. <laughs> Let them go to hell. Even bad doggies go to hell. And so I... But once again, it's... And, and so you have to understand, this lady lost her husband two years ago. Yeah. He got the dog. They've had the dogs so 10 years prior to that. They had the... They, they, they had the eight years prior to that. They got the dogs. And his health declined. declined. He always wanted this dog to go riding around with his truck. And that never happened because his health declined. He got thrown right. from a horse and broke his hip, and just oh, it, from that it just went downhill. And uh, really, they're both sweet people. And he passed, and uh, she she carried the dogs as long as she could, and then they just you know got sick, and she she had to do what she had to do. And yeah. she, the the hard thing for me was hearing her apologize to the dogs. I'm so sorry that I had to do. I mean, just like all oh, my heart was dying. I'm just uh. like. And Jeez. so, so we got the dogs, and we wrapped them in their favorite blanket. We laid a blanket in the gra- the grave, and then we laid them on another blanket, and then laid another blanket. We wrapped them, and then wrapped them again with another blanket because she had like ten blankets, and so we had to oh, figure out how to put all these ten blankets in the yeah. in this. Oh my god! So <laughs> having to, I I came out of this experience. Oh yeah, and we did the prayer circle afterwards because uh-huh. you know we and yeah. she the longest prayer I've ever been in a funeral. She was like. 
first one I've ever done for an animal. But <laughs> she, and it was like, I, I came out of this experience going, I don't know if I can own a pet now, ever, <laughs> <laughs> or have children. <laughs> That's what I learned in the experience. And, and I've never had that kind of, I like pets, I yeah. do. I've never had that attachment to an animal on that level. Like a lot of a lot of people, you know, this is my child or whatever. Yeah. I know I get an animal. I'm it, I'm in a relationship that I'm going to outlive this animal. I have yep. like when I get it, I haven't made that logical decision. And, and doesn't you know? It's sad when the animal dies, but I'm not like devastated. I watched this lady, and I was like, that changed my whole perspective on that. Going. I don't know if I'm emotionally mature enough to even think about this. Listen, I will tell you, um, at, you know, we've had Max for six years? No, not that long. We've had Max for about four years now. Long enough. We'll go five. Okay. Split, split um, And we've had Loki for probably about eight years. And I can tell you that Max Max is older. Max is an old dog. He's starting to lose a little bit of his vision. He's starting to get a lot of gray. Um, when that dog goes, I will be like that old woman. Uh, very much so. I will I will I will not be at work for the next couple days. I will be grieving hardcore because that is my dog. Right. Um and same thing with the cat. Uh but you know, I under it's yeah. It's, Aaron looks it's at me crazy. funny. Girl, Aaron looks at me funny when she says about the cat. You'll be very sad when Loki goes, but it'll also be a lot quieter in your life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we have a cat named Loki who is a Maine Coon. Who's, he's my baby. He's who's mine. the largest cat ever? He's a um, giant cat. Yeah, he's ginormous. He's bigger than our dog. Uh, I love Loki uh, most of the time. Um, there are times when, uh, I want to just put him outside and go, here, fend for yourself for a little while so you see how good you have it here. <laughs> he um, can't, he just lay down. You <laughs> <laughs> those cat instincts would kick in? No, no. he would just be he like, has I'll no just cat instincts. here until someone feeds me. <laughs> <laughs> so, he has a pretty good internal time clock when it comes to, like, morning feeding. He gets fed at 5.30 in the morning every morning. Aaron does that. E does that. I do not do that. I do not speak in third person. Um, however, his afternoon feeding, which happens at five, he doesn't have a great time for that. Oh, his great time. It's always an hour before. And so, but if we leave and we come back and it's suddenly like three o'clock when we walk in, from three to five, our house just sounds like, <laughs> Why have you fed me? Because the cat brain is like, you people showed up, that means I get food. Uh, and it's just non-stop. It drives me insane. So, so, why are you up at 5.30 in the morning feeding a cat? I have to nap on the couch. Like, I need I need an hour of denial that I have to actually move for the day before I actually move Oh, okay, that, that made sense. So you get up, feed the cat. And then I'm on the sofa going, no, morning, no. So Please you, make it night again. But that's why you have coffee. Yeah, but then I have to actually go over and make it. We have to give you servants. Why can't it just happen <laughs> like magic? Just a coffee fairy appears and goes, Good morning, Aaron. Here's your caffeine for the day. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would. 
<laughs> I want one. Make it. Make it so. Make the thing I want happen. Yeah. America. America. Coffee fairies. Now. Yeah, we ain't got that kind of cash. I realize that. Uh, I mean, we're doing okay, but we ain't, we're, we're, we're not doing that. fighting over flags and gay people getting married in healthcare. Once we get that figured out, I think we can have whatever we want. So the flag was like the dumbest argument ever, right? <laughs> yes. Like, uh, any. My, my favorite argument with all that, and we won't go too deep into this, uh, my favorite argument with all that is, well, they're going to take my flag. I'm like, they're not going to take your flag. You can fly whatever flag you want on your ground. Right. Fly whatever flag. I don't care. If you want to fly a Nazi flag, cool. Dude, you be you, man. Yeah, you be you. Does it doesn't prevent you from us judging you, but that's yeah. cool. You won't be I the mean, most I, popular kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm gonna drive past your house. I'm probably going to flip you off. and. Uh, but that's my prerogative. Yeah, man. exactly. Um. So if somebody wants to fly a Confederate flag, and like we said, we're in Mobile, Alabama. There are people flying Confederate flags. Um, I, and you want to say it's, you know, heritage, not hate. Cool. Hey, whatever that means to you, that's fine. States should not be flying the Confederate flag on state-funded grounds. Period. End of story. For two big reasons. One, it's not the correct flag. That flag was never used as a symbol right. for the... So uh, battle flag Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, it's a battle flag of Virginia. Yeah. Uh, so problem number one. Uh, problem number two. It was a treasonous act by the states, <laughs> and the C- that became the CSA. Why would you? Why would you want to be a part of the United States and go? No, no, no. We love being a part of the United States. But remember that time we we told you all to you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a great time. It's like, yeah, all those people died. Good times, right? Good times. Hey, South's going to rise again. No, it's not. It's not, I promise. My, my mother reminded me that I had a cousin or an uncle or something way back when yeah. that served. And he's like, well, great. Well, was he in a rebellion? I'm like, yeah, but he probably would have hated me too. So it's all right. But, you know, my thing is like... Uh, Listen, I know I had ancestors who who uh, fought. For well, I'm from the Alabama. CSA. You're from Mississippi, right? Yeah, and so you're and from Arkansas. And Arkansas, um, you're from. Are you from down here? Down here, roundabout the Round, south. Roundabout the south. All so over. We all have relatives who yeah. probably fought in the Civil War and on the Confederate side. Yeah, and it's like I get it, and you know what? I I respect that they had the. Uh, I don't know if this is PG now that they had the balls to to say hey. Listen, we we disagree with what you're saying. We're kind of PG thirteen here, so balls okay, cool. is fine. <laughs> uh, you know, we we've got the you know they had the balls to say, hey, we disagree with what you're uh, with what you're saying and what you're doing and whatever you want to believe was the main source for the Civil War. I don't really care what. Uh, but I on that I go to the declarations of secession from each state, and so I won't go with slavery on that because each each one is like so and so is a slavery. I'm like yeah. I'm like, well, then how can you argue against yeah. it? Because it's it's. Here's my thing about the, the flag, and, the, the, and I don't want to turn this political, but my problem with that is that that whole movement of the Confederate flag being everywhere didn't happen to the Civil Rights Movement. It was an anti... Yep. That is, happened in the 50s. So your heritage goes back to the 50s when it was really a time of hate. It doesn't go back to the right. time you're honoring it. So, right. So I'm with you. Keep it off my... my um, I don't I actually don't mind it in the... Uh, if it was the correct flag. Yes, uh, and on, exactly. On... Um, like Mobile State Seal, or debating that it's on Mobile State Seal. I'm yep. like, well, Mobile is a city of whatever five flags, and so that's yeah, one of the, one of the flags. I understand that's part of its heritage. That yeah. that makes sense to me. 
the correct flag, though. Yeah. You know, not this. I, I like, and on the, um, I don't mind it being on the General Lee either. I don't either. And that, I, that, I will say, I think Warner Brothers got a little jump. Like, uh, you know, Apple. I, I was about to say, I'm an Apple apologist when it comes to a lot of things. Uh, Apple went a bit overboard by going, <laughs> oh, well, this is a Civil War game. Get it out of here. Yeah, they got rid of all the Civil War games, regardless of what it was. They got rid of all the Civil War games. And, you know, if private companies decide to get rid of what sell them or whatever, that's their right. Yeah. And so that, you know, that is, I just I just find it ridiculous. Yeah, just, and nobody, nobody's nobody's going to go to your come to your house and say, Hey, do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, rebel flags? Do you have any Obama's going to take our guns yeah. and make us gay. I don't, what's that, what's that? He Obama's going to make us Obama's gay. Obama's I... take our guns, and uh, he's also going to make us uh, have gay marriage. Um, and uh, he's going to make us go to crappy doctors. Uh, sure, I don't know. I think, and so. I disagree with, with with with. Listen, I disagree with with a lot of things when it comes to Obama. However. Uh, I'm also not an idiot. I think he had a good week. I'll I'll put it that oh, way. Yeah, yeah, I had a great way. Like like dude, I think I think I think he looks back at this week and he goes, "I'm gonna I'm gonna say president. I'm gonna call my presidency done here. <laughs> right. I'm coasting out the right, rest he's of this." Out the right, you know, <laughs> so I you know, for me, my political views are this: I'm a political political agnostic. I cannot be an atheist because I know those idiots are in Washington. Yeah, and that's usually that's what frustrates me about it. I mean, there's no candidates that. Um, I feel comfortable voting for because they're not like have anything to do with what I do. Yeah, and and don't seem to be for causes that I'm really for a cause for. So yeah. it's like, and most politics only affect me on a peripheral level, local level. I, I'm more active in, in politics than I am on a national level because they're going to do what they're going to do, and I don't have the money to fight that. Exactly. exactly. I mean, you know, I, I'm afraid it's going to come down to a Bush and Clinton again, and that's just weird. It's like doesn't America get tired of it? But then I'm like. Yeah, but we like reboots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, listen, uh, Bush Clinton 3 all comes down to this. <laughs> Though, I, I tell you this one thing. I'm really excited that Donald Trump and Chris Christie are both running. I want them to team up. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> I want them to team up. <laughs> Anytime I go, like, let's see, who's the most, who's the least qualified person that could uh, run the country? I would first say me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, Donald Trump beats you, you on that. You, you yeah. trust me over Donald I Trump. I trust you far more than I would trust Donald Trump. All right, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask both. Well, I'll ask myself this too because I can, but I'll start with you guys. Okay. All right, so you have just been elected president of the United States. Fantastic. Take, no, no better yet. I'll, I'll even give you this is the day after the the first work day, so the day after the inaugural. Okay. What's the first three three things you want to know uh, or want to do or whatever? I'll let you go first. Okay. You've probably thought about this before. I have not, actually. Um, all right, so number one uh, would be, are aliens, uh, are aliens real? Have we had any contact with them? Right! That's everyone's that's first number one. one. That's got to be number one. Uh, number two is, was JFK assassinated uh, by the government? Or was it, uh, you know, did it actually go down like, right. like, like, like we're all told? Uh, three... Uh, how expensive is a hooker in Washington, D.C.? Because, listen, I'm in the Oval Office. I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. It worked out for Clinton. There you go. Well, you'd be first lady. Are you okay with that? You'd have your own pick of the litter. I'd be the first murderer in the White House. <laughs> I wouldn't be the first So I would paint might... these walls red. <laughs> it's going to be a red house. 
Ryan's a total one. Yeah. All right. What are you? Um, Madam President. I would like to have closer relations with anime producers. <laughs> because I recently learned that there are jaders out there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. J-haters. They gotta go. The jaders. <laughs> This is in reference to something that happened at the. Oh, at E3. oh please, please, please tell us! I would like to know what a jader is. I've not, I've never heard that term. It's the people that are in charge <laughs> of of blocking all of the anime imports. They're not translating the games. Uh, They're not say, translating it's not, it's, the RPGs. It's it's not. It's, it's, it's gotta affect it's, anime. You know the conspiracy goes deep. <laughs> so you want to fix that? We gotta fix that. We gotta fix that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> it was Andrew. I like, Thank you, Andrew. I like that. I did not know that was a thing. That's interesting. Yes, it's fascinating. You know what? I'm gonna take my two and three, and we're just gonna focus all that. <laughs> well, I mean, I found it interesting because. Uh, and coffee will be the national beverage. Okay, I have two. Okay, coffee. <laughs> So you don't want to find out anything. No, no. You, that, you're that, just walking that, day one making changes. I'm going on the offensive. I don't uh, think they're going to suspect uh, anything. Obama, first, the thing he tried to do was shut down uh, Gitmo. Like, like, that didn't work, yeah. but he tried. Because <laughs> I know that's what his conversation was like. My first thing, I'm going to get there and take the, yeah. I don't know why I sound like W. But <laughs> he's, he's ruined his. Obama. Obama. <laughs> you know, if I try to do an Obama impression, I feel like I'm being racist. So I'm not. <laughs> but, um... And I didn't know about the Jaders. That's that's interesting. And but I, that, though I'm, you need to spread the word. I will. I will. We'll get anti Jader shirts. But Jaders are like Ghostbuster bar over. Jaders gonna jade. Jaders gonna jade. Oh, I think I think we should all be you. all inclusive, right? There's something wrong. So with you. so, but that actually got me thinking about um, uh, Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yep. Which is a thing I have never seen. Me either. But apparently... It's on Crunchyroll. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> have you watched it? I'm saving it. For like, like what? You're already married. <laughs> no, it's, it's a special occasion between me and the television. All right, I got oh, you. I got to watch Attack on Titan. And I got, I've got the uh, graphic novel too. So, all right. So, so, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. Something about giant naked people eating... Smaller people. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't. <laughs> who, I know they're making a movie. Right. So that's what I was trying. To, so it's a, it's huge over here, right? Yes. It's a it's a huge. Apparently, it's now coming to the United States through some some company. Like I don't know anyone else who why why was it that so difficult to bring that over here? Like like the live action film, which is weird because I'm like that's we're all about making money. This yeah. seems to me like bank. <laughs> well, and I, you know why. Because jaders, jaders. <laughs> uh, it's it's because it's because you have uh, Hollywood studios and they're like, well, superheroes are big right now, and they're like, what about this? This manga is is killing it. This anime is killing it. And they're like, yeah, manga and anime is for nerds. And it's like, yeah, ten years ago, superheroes were for nerds. Now they're making you billions of dollars. Maybe you should just just expand that scope just a little bit more. Well, the one thing that Hollywood will always be is play it safe. They they yeah. the, Every time they take take a risk, it seems to bite them in the behind. Uh, I will call out John Carter. Yeah, that was a risk. Yeah. Flopped. Um, uh, Tomorrowland flopped, which flopped so bad it killed Tron. We were getting a Tron sequel. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, which I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Both of those are Disney, though. Right. And I think 
Uh, I like I Disney does a lot of things well, but yeah. they also it, I would say Disney is the king of hit or miss. Right. You know, it's like. But see, the problem is, is that the other studios will see what Disney does and yeah. they'll shy away from stuff. Yeah. So you can say, oh, Disney took the risk and that's what happened. So let's make uh, Avengers 30. But did anybody watch the trailer for Tomorrowland and go, that's the movie I've been waiting for my entire life? I've, I didn't say that, but I did say I wanted to see it. But I said, like most people, I'd wait for. Yeah. It's not a theater experience. I don't no, really have. it's and that's. But I'm thing. curious about it. But like, but like, when I saw a, the first Avengers trailer, I could have not seen any of the lead up to that. The and second Avengers trailer, same way. I mean, I was yeah. you see that and you go, line. "That's the movie I've been waiting to see." We saw Avengers at. I don't like how they're doing this. I understand why they're doing this, but I don't. Under, I don't like it. Um, I saw it on pre-opening day. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, is weird. which is weird, because it's not just opening day. Yeah. But it's, no, it's, it's, no, Scotty, opening day is on Friday, not Thursday. Right at um, 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, you're wrong. This is just, this is because you're a fan. Maybe so, maybe so. But, but on that note, I, I've been telling everyone the, my favorite part of the Avengers uh, 2 movie was seeing the Star Wars Episode 7 trailer in 3D. <laughs> I didn't see. I, I we both refuse to see movies in three D because uh, I hate it. I it. He's I hate an it. old man at heart, and I get motion sickness like a loser. I like three D movies if they're made for three D, the three D experience. Yeah. I think Avengers had that thought. Yeah. Um, Avengers one in three D is awesome. Yeah. Because I think they had you know, they had the foresight. Um, and I've talked about this before on the podcast too, but my problems with Avengers. I think we talked about. It. Yeah. My problem with Avengers 2 is that it's just too many cooks. Too many cooks. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I think it, I think it's I think there's a lot of hands in that. I don't I mean and I'm I'm not I'm not gonna believe that that all those decisions were Josh Wayne's decisions because there was right. a million characters in there and a lot going on and it was all at this high level and I was just like, oh, I don't care anymore and I didn't wanna feel that way. So was not first one's better. So Superman versus Batman's gonna suck, right? Probably. Okay, yeah, because that's like every time I go, oh, Superman versus Batman, that sounds awesome, and they're like, and Cyborg's gonna be there, and I'm like, oh. and Aquaman, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I don't care, and they're like, and Aquaman's gonna but be there, and I'm Aquaman's like, Aquaman's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, Jason Momoa is. That's a the only time my Aquaman will ever be because Aquaman's a lamest superhero. Yeah. No, no, I, I take that back. He's, he's Jason Momoa now. Yeah, he is not the lamest superhero. Like a superhero is Aqualad, the sidekick to Aquaman. <laughs> what life choices did he make at such a young age? <laughs> I'm gonna be Aqualad. I'm like, oh, honey, no. Um, but you know, marry who you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal now. Get some health care. <laughs> I just so. Um, here's my thought on uh, Batman Superman. Um, I love. Zack Snyder's films. Yes, I'm a huge Zack Snyder fan. Love it or hate it, I'm a huge. I'm a, yeah. I even love Sucker Punch, and no one likes Sucker oh, Punch. We like Sucker Punch. We yeah. saw it in the IMAX, though. Yeah, that's a movie. When yeah. you see that in IMAX, yeah, I don't care. Like people go, "Oh, the movie's dumb." I'm like, if you just saw that in IMAX with the music and the room, oh, like, such nice a, oh, vibrated. God. I, it's such a. I love it. It's such a weird movie, and it's, yeah. but it works, and it's just. 
Visually, it's visually stunning. God. Acting probably not the best, but that's yeah. okay. That's why they didn't talk a lot, right? <laughs> See, I, I and the music was amazing. Yep. I, I, listen to, I, I listen to that soundtrack. I own it. I, I watch it. I want to do a Bros Booze movies. Maybe we should do a Bros Booze movies on Sucker Punch. This I don't summer. drink though. This is okay. It's, it's, obviously, you don't listen to the network, so let me explain shows. <laughs> uh, we do. We, 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 we discuss a movie. Uh-huh. In this case, it would be Sucker Punch. And yeah. then I have the bar winch or our new girl, the shop girl. Yeah. They will they will come and uh, and do a segment on uh, right. a, a thematic. I thought you drank during, during the movie. <laughs> oh, we tried that once, <laughs> and that episode never got aired. Uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it ended with uh, Eric from Memory Card Radio um, throwing up on... Uh, some guy, well, one of our friends in his bathroom, he, he didn't drink at all oh. until that day. <laughs> and we were like, oh, wow, this, this is not as good as we thought. There, but the rest of the episodes have been great when we yeah. were sober and talking <laughs> I've listened about to, I've listened to a couple of them, but I thought you guys were, were still, no, still we're, drinking while you were... we're this insane. This is... Okay, uh, well, uh, how... apologies to everyone involved <laughs> uh, for making assumptions about you. But no, so... No, no, so we do, uh, we, like I said, we have uh, the, the, the bar wench when she's in town, or mm-hmm. not, if not the shot girl who's running the bar. And um, we, we have them do a cocktail and beer choices and things. To, to, so when you watch it, you can... Yeah. So that's what... So we can do Sucker Bunch because I'd like to... I have theories and stuff about Sucker Bunch I never get to talk about. Okay. Because that, that would be fun. You need to enlighten me. Oh, we'll have to. We'll do it the podcast, though. Yeah, it's, a, it's a podcast. <laughs> can't... He can't give it all away for free right now. I don't have patience. <laughs> right now, I can't do it. Learn patience. To quote Yoda. Uh, I have no clue what you're staring at at the moment. <laughs> Sometimes it's my Zen mode for patience. <laughs> it's called the patience point. You're a very yeah. odd woman. Yep. But back to my my feeling. Yes, of, sorry. As much as I love Zack Snyder's films. Yes. I equally hate Man of Steel. Yep. And and I was thoroughly disappointed because you had Christopher Nolan and Zack Snyder get together to make a baby. And that poor baby is that deformed, mal-loved Man of Steel with one arm. <laughs> yep. I love you, Lois Lane. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, the first part of that movie is amazing. I disagree. Really? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Here, here's, we talk about the mobile thing about being thrown out of, uh-huh. like a movie, and and I'm for, I love movies. You know this. You yeah. as long as you know me, movies have been my thing, and yeah. I'm very forgiving on a lot of them. So here's here's where it loses me. All right. Jor El is talking to the Council of Great Kryptonians. Right. He's yes. like, guys, look, the planet's gonna blow up. Y'all gotta listen to me. While this is going on, no one notices the coup that's just happening outside. <laughs> Listen. You know, the council can be like, Jarrell, this is important, but can we table this for now while we go kick Zod's? No, no, they're like, oh no, there was a coup. And I'm like, not gonna buy this. Yeah, you know what, though? I'll accept all of that because... At least the first part of that movie, I was like, things are happening, and there's stuff, and they're flying, and they're doing this. And, and I was like, this is great. And then you got and maybe then, Superman junk for a bit, and that yeah. was weird. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was like, all right, and, and then, all right, now you're on Earth, and now we're telling you the same Superman story you've always heard. And it's like, all right, that's 
that's cool, I guess. Smallville did a little better, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then it was like, all right, now we're going to go this way with it. And it's like, all right, that's cool. And it's like, and here's the bad guy. It's like, all right, that's cool. Resolved. It's like, Other problems I had with okay. the film. All right, so obviously it takes Kyle Clark a little while to adjust. There's a whole montage season of him learning how to use his powers. Yep. But if you're a Kryptonian soldier, you got that like that. Exactly. I know how to fly, shoot lasers at him because exactly. I'm Zod. I'm like, what? Exactly. Well, that you know, listen, make, listen. That makes no I sense. grew up in a place where we had that from the street, dog. <laughs> you know, um, uh, you, you know, Kal El coming up with the with the white folks out in <laughs> out of Kansas, living a good life. Also, Lois, the, the also the the whole thing with the. Zod's folks, the Kryptonians showing up to the, the army and it's like, we need st- Superman to come back with us. Okay. And that girl over there because we can't press the f- plot forward without her. Exactly. Because the hologram version of the Gladiator is just not going to work. So we need her to talk to the Gladiator. Exactly. And it's just, it just falls apart. It's a horrible movie. Yep. It's just, uh, like, Superman Returns, with all its flaws, yep. is still better than Man of Steel. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 Brian Singer just basically made a Richard Donner Superman film about real estate space he was trying to do. It doesn't help that I 100% despise Superman. Well, I don't, I'm not a fan of Superman um, either. I'm not a fan of Batman either. I still love the... I enjoy I, Batman. Um, I don't like Dark... Everyone likes Batman. I don't It's like, why? Why do you like Batman? He's just cool, man. Why? He's cool. Really? Yeah, I'm, this, I'm, not, I'm curious. Like, all right. Um, why do you like? Uh, do you like Wolverine? Not really. Not really. Who's your? Who, who's a gritty superhero that you like? Gritty superhero. Um, yeah. Jessica Jones. Why? She's flawed. They don't do that. They don't have flawed superheroes, and she's incredibly flawed. She also has an interesting backstory. And DC never does. Never does flawed right, superheroes well. Well, but I just I, like, to me, Batman. The thing I like about and Batman is kind of flawed, but it's just yeah. weirdly flawed. Uh, the thing with Batman, the thing I like about Batman is is that uh, it's the fact that like out of all the DC superheroes, like all of them have these amazing powers, and he's just a dude with a lot of money, and he's like, all right, uh, I've got a lot of money, and I'm gonna be a badass, and I'm just gonna do it. And you just kind of go like, all right, well, that's, that's I mean, interesting. I get it. He's, he's got the cool outfit, and he's got yeah. the gadget. I like his, I like Batgirl. I think Batgirl's more interesting than he is. Yeah. Um, and whatever version of Batgirl you want, either Barbara or Cassandra Kane. Uh, I don't count the Contras for that. She didn't do it very long. Yeah. Or spoiler. But um, I like um, Tim Drake, the third Robin. Yeah. He's interesting yeah. to me. Uh, I like Damien, uh, Batman's son. That's interesting to me. But... Like, anything in the new 52 outside of that is just like, oh, I don't care. I refuse to read DC. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do I, it. I can't do it either. I, 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 listen, I need my superheroes to have some human elements um, to where I can go, oh, well, this, this is, is a the whole person. Superman story where Superman decided to walk the earth and report on things. Yeah. What more, what NPR goodness that was. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, what more human and real do you want to be? That, and it's like, people got upset whenever... Uh, like Superman and Wonder Woman became a thing, and then it was, I don't know. Well, that's, I, I think, I think, I kind of like that. 
Lois is a... They work together. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, these two are constantly saving the world together. Wouldn't you at some point just be like, you know what, you're kind of cool. I kind of dig you. And it's like, I kind of dig you too. Let's go have, you know, super, uh, super sex. Well, to me, it's like, it's like, you know, Lana Lang was Superman's first. Yes. In Smallville. And then, um... He meets Lois and has them that that big city crush on Lois. Yeah. There's a mermaid girl in the between, and I cannot think of her name. But there's a seriously. Is she the one that hooked up with Aquaman too? She had a mermaid girl. I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow Aquaman, and I'm a politician. Why don't you know his life? <laughs> it's no about Aqualad. That's that's where Aqualad came from. <laughs> oh no! I know Aquaman's son died. There's a. Anyway, like, was oh, murdered. No. Aquaman has a... He was and, just can't win. And he lost a hand for a while, too. <laughs> Aquaman's son died because he got caught in the net with the dolphins and the tuna. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> and he was Aqualad tuna. <laughs> Moment of silence for... Alright. This, this, this can of tuna but, is Aqualad free. But I think, you know... I think Diana is that that first real woman. Like that, like this could be a permanent thing for me. Yeah. Like I could settle down with, because she's an Amazon, I guess, and I think they're long lived. I think Superman's gonna be long lived. I hear she's an Amazon in the street, but a freak in the bed. That's <laughs> what I heard. That's, you know, I'm just saying, hey, putting that out there. Well, if she also actually knows all of him, you know, Lois Lane. Even if they had a relationship, he'd always be hiding some part of himself. You know, he wouldn't ever be able to be completely honest with her. And after a while, you'd kind of get tired of that because they're not going to understand why you're absent. They're not going to understand. Well, I mean, to even me. if she, yeah, even if she knows, like, all right, yeah, you're Superman. It's like, yeah, uh, I've got to be gone again. Where are you going? Ugh, listen, there's some stuff going down over. Like five, uh, you know, light years away that I've got to go handle. Sorry, the deduces, <laughs> right. you know. And she's like, "When are you gonna be back?" I don't know. <laughs> I my favorite, one of my favorite comic stories of all time, and switching to Marvel because I love Marvel. I love That's Marvel. My, sorry, DC fans, I'm just not not with you. Um, I'm not sorry. Your books suck. Get over it. I um, there is a great Spider-Man series called Craven's Last Hunt. Yep. And what's great about it is that. It's right after Spider-Man and Mary Jane's wedding. Yep. And so she, you know, she knows she's she's aware. You realize we talked about this in the last podcast. Did we talk about this last yep. Podcast? We'll yes, talk about it again. Did we? Wow. Yep. Why so, do we keep? Why why are we bringing up with you guys? That's weird. Well, never we're mind. Married. We're married. <laughs> I'm not married to you. It was weird that we bring that up. Anyway, I what I was coming to is yeah. is is that the fact that she, you know. When Peter goes missing during that, she has no one to turn to. Right. And that's such a good story. Yeah. And Lois, but Lois could be like, hey, Batman, you know who Clark is. Um, where is he at? Yeah. She still couldn't stand with him, you know? Separate life goals. Like, she's going to want things that are different that maybe Superman couldn't provide. Mm. You know, Wonder Woman, she's got her own thing. She needs a man that can stand up. She might not be able to find a human equivalent either, just the same problems that Superman would have with Lois Lane. Right. So they make sense as a couple, so they can fall in love and they can maintain a relationship that can actually have a future that can develop, can grow. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other relationships are kind of doomed from the beginning. Like, they're going to have an expiration date. At some point, something's going to break on one end or the other just because of their differences. 
you know, not because of their personalities maybe, but just the differences in their lives maybe tragically just break them apart. So you can still long for like the Lois Lane or you can still long for whatever Wonder Woman has in her life, but you can't, you can't maintain that. You, you have to at some point be like, for me, I need this out of somebody. And you're going to provide that to me. And you know what? I think you're really awesome. And see how it goes. Right. And I don't understand why um, a lot of women feminists get upset when a female protagonist gets a love interest. Somehow they think that that lessens them in some way. And that's not the case. Like, women want the same thing that all the men superheroes want, which they can't have the family life they want. They can't have that normal. That's why they protect it so hard. They can't have that. They are suffering the same thing. The, the superhero women want to have a family life as well. You know, that's a goal that all humans have. Right. Or superheroes have. And they can't achieve that. So when superheroes can meet and fall in love, I don't think you should be upset about it. I think you should applaud the fact that they can they can find that. And it's much more realistic. Right. I mean, you know, like I said, we look at it and we go, well, they're superheroes and they're saving the day and blah, blah, blah. But if you really think about it, like if this was a real thing, it's a job. Right. It's like your job is to save the world. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm spending however many days a week fighting, you know, in a foxhole with this other person. You develop a certain relationship with that person. I mean, we, we read comics, or I read comics. I mean, I like the superhero fighting stuff, too, but I like the fact that they're they're people and they have relationships yeah. and they do things. I like yeah. that part of it. I mean, some of my favorite X-Men stuff is when they play baseball. Yeah. That's, that that's fun for me. I, that's what I like. Yeah. You, you brought up something that really... that that. I kind of want to touch on too. Um, so, Marvel's doing some big changes with after Secret Wars, and um, the, to to a lot of their characters. And here's the thing: um, where we get two Spider-Man, yeah, we we get Peter Parker, who I guess is going to become. I posted this on the on on, on Twitter. They give him a Spider Mobile, and I'm like. WTF, why does Spider-Man need a car? That's that's all different argument. He's for a another. parkour kind of person. I, what's he doing in a vehicle? Right. <laughs> why, why, why does he need a car? All right. So, and then you've got Miles Morales, who is from the Ultimate Universe, who uh, who's half black, half Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in there. Uh, we have a black Captain America, uh, Falcon taking over Captain America. We have a female yep. Thor. Yep. And that has caused some uproar in some, in some certain fandom. Because, right. because change is bad. You know, change is scary, that kind of thing. And then Stan Lee said something, and that got me thinking. And I says, why change things when you can create new things? And so I'm now conflicted on how I feel about this argument about, well, you know, it's great to be diverse, but Stan's kind of right. Why do we make new stuff? Well, and that's, um, Ian and I actually had a conversation about uh, something similar to this a couple of weeks back whenever the emails or whatever were leaked. Uh, from Sony that said that they wanted Spider-Man for their yet another reboot um, to be white and straight, male and straight, and people were, oh, here we go again. And I was like, well, no. If they're telling Peter Parker's story, I don't know if you realize this. Peter Parker is a white, straight 
male. Right. They're just, they're casting to the story. And it's like, well, why couldn't they cast, uh, you know, a black guy or, or whatever? And I'm like, I don't have a problem with it one way or the other. But if they say, we want to stick to what pe- what Peter Parker's traditionally been, if you're going to get mad about that, then, uh, then you know, you also need to be equally, or if you're not going to be mad about that, if they say, hey, we're going to, you know, with this Peter Parker, we're going to say, we're going to do, we're going to do a black guy, and you're going to be mad about that, or, uh, wait, I'm getting turned around here. Back up. If you're going to, if you're going to be Use mad. Sorry. If you're going to be mad because Peter Parker is being uh, casted as a white guy, a white straight guy, because he is, that's what he's traditionally been. Um, then you cannot, uh, God, where am I trying to go with this? Uh, essentially, I'm getting to the, the it's idea. It's like somebody of, casting a white shaft. Yeah. But, it, like, you can't get mad at people. shaft, you mean, but yeah. Shaft, whatever. Uh, shack. Well, I was going to bring that example. I was going to example up. Here's my feeling of it. And I'm popular. I, you know, it's how I feel. There's a, an uproar six or so months ago about trying to cast a black James Bond. Yeah. And, well... You... I don't think I'd care. Because James Bond is more of an idea than an actual any one particular... I've, I'm used to James Bond being a different person. But he's not a Time Lord, so it's... I mean, it's... Yeah. it's, it's He's, he's still James Bond. I mean, it's James Bond. It's that same guy. Yeah. He may be played by multiple people, but he's that guy. Yeah, but I've been yeah. trained to see, like, James Bond as multiple people, and they don't ever address the fact that he's a different person. So, but... So if they just changed but, the race, I wouldn't I wouldn't care. and be like, oh, well, it's James, James Bond's Bond a again. white dude. And, and here's what I want to say. James Bond's a white dude, and that's okay. That's the problem when no yeah. one's having the... the that's, that's what the conversation they're not having. Yeah. Because... We are very sensitive to race now, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Yeah, but it's it's okay to have white heroes still. It's yeah. I feel like I'm being a supremacist here. It's good <laughs> to me, but I'm, I'm like I. It's it's okay to me that James. I mean, if you want to change James Bond's color, that's fine. Yeah. It I'd I'd be more comfortable with it if he was, if it was a, you know, James Bond was this coder. Like I like to. I kind of like to think that he is. That James Bond is just like an alias, right? An alias, yeah. which makes logic sense. Yeah. Why don't, yeah, but. But see, but you know, going back to the Spider-Man thing, it's like people got all up, all in an uproar about it, and I was just like, so. It's okay, if we say that Peter Parker, who's traditionally been a straight white male, we're gonna have a black guy play him. That's fine, we're okay with that. Um. And but and when we whitewash a role, well, that's a travesty. And I'm like, you can't really have it both ways. Right. You know, if 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 we're gonna if we're gonna stick with the this has traditionally been this role and this is the story we want to tell and we're gonna respect that, then you can't you can't do that when you want to. You've right. got to you got to go with that the whole way. People should fight for more diversity for main roles instead of like rehashing the same thing like you said create new things you yeah. have a new culture now that right. isn't so biased so go have different kinds of superheroes right. make them new make Here, them awesome here's the thing i like about the black super i like i like miles Morales. he's an interesting uh-huh. character what's great about it though is not he's not peter parker they yes. let peter parker be peter parker and they created someone new yes yeah. he fills the mantle same yes. way with uh ms marvel being um a muslim they had to, yep. they, they, they they introduced a new Culture to comics because yeah. before that we had dust and dust wasn't very written very well. 
Thank you, Grant Morrison. But <laughs> at least he introduced her. Yeah. But but you know you know we have those things. I brought this up. Um, well, not this thing, but um, I've decided that the, the 2016 is the year I'm going to cosplay. Cool. My level of fandom has got to the point to where I want to. You know, I was a casual observer, but people who are cosplay look like they're having fun. I'm like, I kind of want to have that fun too. Yeah. I, and so, so it's taken me this long to get to there. And so, but here's here's my dilemma. Um, there are not a lot of Native American heroes. True. They're not at all, and, and many of them I are unaware of or don't like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be Apache Chief. Sorry, Apache Chief. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be uh, Tanaka? So, so, so my, my, but I, I posted a question that, what if I dressed up as like Lando? Because I love Lando. Yeah. Is that is, would people have a problem? And the only comment I got was, "Well, if you do blackface, people will have a problem." I said, "I no one said anything about blackface yeah. at all. I don't know where you're adding that because I'm aware that blackface is not a thing <laughs> yeah, to do." Exactly. And so, and I tried to. Well, well, you mentioned being blind. I was like, "Is that people actually having a problem with it?" I, I, no. I'm, I'm, and I don't think anybody. If, if you're cosplaying, you can be anything. I mean, there there's nobody you? upset that that you're dressing up like a green alien from. But we're not. I mean, I, I've we seen, don't have racial issues against green aliens, though. True. Yeah, like, but, but you, nobody you see cares. Where I was going I, I, nobody I, I, cares if you're dressing wanna, up as something that right, you're not. You're right. supposed to do that. Right. I don't want to go to a con dressed up like Lando and be like and cause a ruckus. Yeah. Like, no. You'll be fine. And there are like, women that dress up like Joker. You know, they change genders. Yeah, I mean. but gender gender women kind of get a pass on a lot of cosplay. Well, and, and they get a lot fair, of harassment too. But and to be fair, men men actually get uh, in the cosplay community. Men men actually are, get a pretty good pass. Well, good as long as we all get passes, because yeah. I just I don't want to cause problems. A lot of male cosplayers do female costumes and vice versa. Yeah, there's versa. a lot so of Sailor Moon. I don't see why Sailor Moons. I don't see why there should be any problem with with race. You just dress up as the character and right. people are supposed to accept you as that character because that's what you're portraying. Right. You that, know you're not really so, that you character. Know, I think, uh, if I get beat up being Lando, I'm coming after you both. That's fair. <laughs> uh, you know, I, th- I think it comes down to the, the fact that it, some characters are are their race. Right. You know, Shaft, for instance. I can't, I cannot go to a con dressed as Shaft. Obviously not in blackface. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I can't, I can't, Go to a con dress a shaft and have people go. Oh, that guy's dressed a shaft. They're gonna be like, that guy's dressed like someone. So you know what I mean? I, I know you cosplay. Do, do, do you both? Uh, I've kind of done it once in the past. It's it. I I love people who cosplay. I'm super like when I see somebody super talented like Meg Turney, for instance. Right. Uh, like that just blows my mind, and I. But I look at it and I go. I would much rather just wear my jeans and t-shirt and go, you're awesome, I want to get a picture with you, and move on. Right. Um, but I... I, mean, I and I did that for you. I, yeah. I, just, I just want to try the other side of the fandom. Cause I like to, Absolutely. I, 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 you know, and there may come a time where, like you, yeah. I go, I want to do this. Right. I want to do it. I want to try it. I want to, and, so, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, like I'd like to... You know, but I have this weird connection with Lando, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but you know, I was five years old, four or five years old when Empire Strikes Back came out. And uh, that's what we played yeah. out in the yard, and um, I'm I was basically the only person of color in the neighborhood, so yep. I got to be Lando, and so I owned it. I mean, I I made my grandmother take me to a Kmart so I could buy a blue towel so I could have a blue Lando <laughs> cape. I have this connection. I love, favorite guy in Star Wars. I, I mean, I love Lando. I mean, I 
when we role played Star Wars. I had yep. a I had a Lando style character, yep. and and because I love that aspect, I like that swirly. Just do your cosplay well. The <laughs> no. only reason cosplayers will not like you is if you have a crappy cosplay and it looks like you didn't put any effort. I mean, some yeah. people have different skill levels, but if you look like you've taken the time and effort to do a good job on your cosplay, then they're going to be okay. Right. Yeah. And I think that's with anything, though. You know, anytime, like, you're doing something where it's like, all right, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna put in all the, you know, I'm gonna, if you see somebody and they put in a bunch of effort, you're like, hey, you know, it may not be awesome, but hey, you, it, good job. You know, but... You'll see other people who are like, oh, I'm here. Like, they'll be there in their Halloween costume, and you're just like, really? Right. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I, I, I want to do my cosplay yeah, well, no. because I want to put the effort, time, effort, and money into it. I want to... I did see the Rebels episode, by the way, that had Lando. Right. It's a good... It is. It's my favorite one. Well, I, I wonder why. It's just, <laughs> it, but, um, you see the new one? I've not. I've only, like I said, I've only seen, like, uh, three or four episodes. So, so, I'm to, next time I come out, I'll bring it. You have to watch Siege of Lothal. It's just... Okay. You don't even have anything in content, because... It, Vader is all over it. Nice. And Lando makes an appearance. So nice. it's like, yay, Scotty had a great day. <laughs> um, well, we have covered a lot today. Yes, we have. Uh, we've, we've politics and, yep. and, and cosplay and dead dogs and Gamer wrestling Gate. and Gamergate. And, you know, I, Online what, communities. I like, that's what I like about this spot, this particular show, because yeah. we get to. No agenda. We just talk, and so the, it's, we didn't get an update on truck justice. Uh, truck justice update. Uh, dad talked to his. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll back this up. So I posted the link to the section from episode twenty-seven, yeah. on, and you know, as a special on truck justice, and we talked about why ratings. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> but um, so my dad gets a call before that from the guy. And the guy says, um, I, I'm going to speak and then I'm going to give you 10 minutes to speak. Which is not how you have a conversation. You, yeah, you don't, dictar- you don't dictate terms. Right. But that's what, and dad trying to be his, my dad is a gracious fellow. He had to be to raise me. And, <laughs> and so he, you know, came down to basically that didn't work. And then he got another call from, from him on his voicemail. And he couldn't quite make it out on the voicemail, but he really realized was was that dude was playing his pot my podcast on his voicemail, so I know he's heard it. <laughs> nice. So you know that's a victory. Um, Dad talked to his lawyer and they're they're taking it to the next level, and so they're they're taking the next steps to the next level, and so. Yeah. But um, lawyer says he's got a case, and yeah. the the accusations of slander against me. There's nothing valid in that. So no, absolutely. I, don't, not. I have nothing to cover. So. You know, I think uh, I mentioned in the in my tweet when when all this first started, because uh, you sent out the the pictures of the yes. conversation, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said that uh, they probably need to reconsider their social marketing, their social media marketing mm-hmm. strategy. For me, the thing I would, because I don't know if they'll ever listen to this or not, but listen, back in the day, word of mouth, word of mouth has always been a thing. But back in the day, it was, on average, you'll tell three people either something good or something bad about a business, depending on your, your what happens. That has now changed. Right. You now, and I actually talked about this in my uh, my thesis uh, for my master's, word of mouth and with the new media revolution, because of social media, 
you share that with, instead of three people, it's 300 people. Right. And those 300 people, uh, you know, some of those people may share that with their 300 people. And it's like, you can't, you've got to think ahead. If they would have saw what was going on and said, all right, I'm just going to call, I'm going to call you. Hey, what's your phone number? I'm going to give you a call. And they call you and say, hey, what's going on? Oh, okay. Uh, And you guys have a difference on the phone? Guess what? At that point, you're going and you're just going online saying, this is all this stuff happened and blah, blah, blah. And they can just ignore it and say, whatever. But they decided to fight out in public and I go, just makes you look petty. Right, it does. Just let it go. It does. Uh, you Your know, business. And, and, and the best thing they did now is like they're they're not talking, which is great because I mean I don't, you know I don't need to take this this no. take up all my life. But it was you know it was it was a fun moment for us, you know you know as, as it happened. Um, yeah. But you're right. It's it's like it comes down to marketing. It, you know she, you know they had a guy call call us and you know and trying to honestly work it out, but the guy's wife just. Shot that in the foot. I mean, yeah. just couldn't help it. And and it's it's so funny. They threatened uh, friends of mine in West Virginia because they were like, "You got all these people in West Virginia harass." I'm like, "No one's harassing anybody." Yeah. They're you know you don't get to dictate what you you know if you don't like a post that happens. Yeah. You know you can't demand it because it's not not you, not everybody's gonna say nice things about you. Right. Whether you're a person well, or a business. business. Right. And and. You know, saying the stuff like, you know, you have to watch your, your PR. I, I do it all the time. I, you know, Mockcast Network is a business for me. Yes. I wanted to grow. I wanted, I wanted to make money. Yes. And I am constantly back and hitting delete and backspace off I every listen, day. I, every day I will write a tweet that I stop, I read it, I read it again, and I go, is there any way this could be misconstrued or, or taken in a context to where it's, this could bite me in the ass. Right. And if there's any way that that can happen, I delete that tweet. Right. Um, I mean, and so, it's like, and it's, that's just normal social media. And these, and these, a lot of these companies can't, that are run by older folks, they can't keep up. And they're right. just, they're like, well, it's not like back in the day. I'm like, no, and shut I up. Same way, I, I feel the same way about the James Bond thing. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, almost don't want to bring it up because people will misconstrue what I'm saying yeah. on that. It's like, I understand diversity, but you know sometimes it's it's okay to have the other thing too. Yeah. Diversity, it, diversity means, means all, all things, yes. right? And so it's okay to have a white James. I, that that's where I feel, and I, and, and and same thing with Stanley. Like, I agree with Stanley. Let's make some news, folks. Yeah. But like we said about Hollywood, everyone's kind of um, scared safe. of everything. Yeah. Everything's safe. The consumers need to fight to have more mainstream diversity instead of arguing over the rehashes and why they aren't a certain right. way. And you know what? That's. That's one of the things that we do here. I mean, you know, that's why people listen to us. That's you know, we celebrate all fandom. And if you want new fandom, we'll make it. That's what we like. like maybe a wrestling podcast. I think. I think. I think the the E and A or the A and E wrestling. Yeah. See, you know, whatever one who wants top billing on that, but please come on. <laughs> the E and A E E wrestling is that a game? This guy. Huh? EA, EA wrestling. EA, 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 wrestling? EA, EA wrestling. Is that a? Is that a? Is it a game from? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us at uh, Mopcast Network on Twitter. You can follow me at, at Scotty White. You can get the website at Mopcast.com. We're on Facebook too at Facebook.com/slash/MapcastNetwork. <gasps> Lots of things. Uh, the porters are on. Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, mine is Aaron underscore Porter underscore is. Uh, does yours have underscores? I don't think so. I'm just I don't think so. It's Aaron, Aaron needs coffee. 
And Alfie yeah. has on her. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, it's all one word, and uh, it's Aaron with an E, and I'm Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Um, and you <laughs> can also... the links posted at the end. Yeah. And you can also check out my YouTube at youtube.com slash Aaron Porter is. And definitely check out Posted, even if you're not part of the Rooster Teeth community. Join the Rooster Teeth community. Absolutely. They'd love to have you. Yeah, if you join the Rooster Teeth community, we're He gets both, like five bucks. Uh, we're both, uh, we're both <laughs> I am Aaron. Once again, I I am A-A-R-O-N, and she's I-M-E-R-I-N. So you can find us. And, and I'm just Scotty White, because I'm Scotty White everywhere. Yeah, you lucked out, man. You, got, you got in early on everything. Oh, yeah, it's funny, because... Aaron invited me to Rooster Teeth back at Christmas. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll join. And so I signed up and was like, there's already an account with this. And I'm like, I wonder if that's mine. And I put my old password in. Sure enough, I had a Rooster, I've had a Rooster Teeth <laughs> account for 10 years that I posted four times 10 years ago. OG? <laughs> right, so. Yeah. I'm more of a lurker. I'm kind of a lurker too. I mean, I'm, I've been on it. I just, uh, trying to find things I connect with and post is sometimes difficult. I'm the same way about the other, other messages. I'm only, I'm on that one. I'm lurking a lot and then, yeah. There, uh, Brian Michael Bendis used to have a message board called Jinx World, and I was part of that community for a very, very long time. And yeah. then when he went strictly to Tumblr, some people had kind of went to their own message board, and I'm kind of on that now too. But cool. just connecting with friends mostly. But you know, I use Facebook and Twitter mostly. Twitter, Twitter, Instagram now. Instagram is fun. I gotta figure out Periscope and then Reddit. What else is gonna be? What's after Periscope? Yeah, if you can figure that out, man, let me know and I'll uh, I'll start it, make a billion dollars and retire and never have to work in day and be able to fund anything you want me to fund. <laughs> we'll work on that. Alright, until next time, uh, episode 29, I guess. Yeah. Give me a number and we'll see you uh, next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.